Welcome back to the Great Mates Podcast. If this is your first time listening to us, we are a bunch of young strands who talk about our lives here in Australia and pop culture on the internet. I'm Josh, and with me tonight is the other STEM boy, Nick. STEMmy as always. Ah, oh, so many, so many STEMs. Um, so much <laughs> STEMs. Forever STEMs. Um, STEM, STEM, I don't know. Um, anyway, it's just the two of us, so we don't have anything STEMmy planned, I think. <laughs> um, everyone else is in crunch time um, with assessment, so yeah, it's going to be the two of us, and I don't know, where should we start, Nick? Should I start with my little rant for a hot minute? Yeah, start start with your little rant. Sure. Um, so, MasterChef Australia is back for another season, and I didn't realise I would um, get so salty so quickly. <laughs> it's only so as we're recording this we're just starting the second week of the season um and you know just uh affluent white people trying to flex their families um socioeconomic status and saying that you know they've got two degrees and they deferred their honors in psychology to go on master chef and the main reason is, um, you know, apart from liking the food, it's like they didn't want to do their masters for the sake of doing it. So I got real pissy um, because, you know, you don't, I don't need the flex. And it's, it, it's just, you know, fuck that shit. Um, and a lot of people on the live tweeting community obviously agree because, you know, why? Why even bring that up? It it doesn't make you look any... The image... Your image is not going to get any better just because you said that. In fact, it's actually going to make it a lot worse. So, there's that. Um, and Nick obviously mutes MasterChef because he doesn't need that in his life. Um, <laughs> oh, I mean... I can deal with it. I can deal with a bit. But... Yeah. Last last season, you got quite salty about various things, quite on yes. brand, yes. and also just other people. It like I I watched the first couple of seasons when it was actually like fun and people trying to live out their dreams, and mm. now it's just people being salty and <laughs> just. <sighs> Posts punching people out at the soccer, and it's, yeah. it's just lost its charm. Hmm. Yeah, you could say that. After after eleven years, it's get it's gotten real tired. Um, and if if any indication of me, like bringing out the salt and the fire, the second week we're back in the new season is any indication. It's time for a change, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and I'm hoping that happens real soon <laughs> because, uh, if it, if it continues to go this way, I'm probably not going to be watching the rest of this season. 
Um, I have better things to do, like um, continue investing in Netflix content. Uh, so yeah, there we go. I have nothing else to say on that apart from um, just don't flex that shit if you come from a position of privilege and and try and work it as some sort of emotional side story because yeah we, we i'm not buying it and i'm pretty sure the rest of the online twitter people are not going to be buying it either so there we go now that my rant's over um what are we going to talk about this week well i was just looking through some stuff and as of recording to tie into last week's spoiler for days avengers is being reported to have grossed 2.2 billion dollars officially surpassing Titanic and is the second highest grossing film of all time now. Okay. And it's been is... out for two weeks. That's interesting. It it has to do another six six hundred million to surpass Avatar. Okay. So maybe mm, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's hard it's to interesting say. because because you have to adjust for stuff like inflation, right? Yes. So this is without inflation. I bet with inflation, it's probably when was Avatar? It was like twenty eleven, I think. No, Avatar was two thousand nine. Avatar is ten years old. So ten years of inflation, uh, probably not quite enough to bring. Not even okay. So I'm I'm looking up the wiki for this and in 2017 dollars titanic um made 3.08 billion avatar made 3.25 billion and gone with the wind adjusted made 3.7 so yeah but there's nothing else on it at that time it was like you watched gone at the wind or you watched a tumbleweed (laughs) <laughs> that's that's true to be fair that film is now um 80 years old so hmm but still that is a pretty amazing feat for a for endgame like yeah in the span of but, in the span of two i minutes, mean so. people were super hyped for this film that and is like true. i said last week this is the first film i like voluntarily saw a second time mm-hmm. and it's a film I'm still thinking about, and the last time I saw her, it was like a week and a half ago, mm-hmm. and I'm still like, "Fuck, that was <laughs> that was a good film." Mm-hmm. And like, I've listened to podcasts about it, and people are poking holes in it. I'm like, "I see your holes, but also, fucking Cap has the hammer." Mm, that's true. Like. <laughs> As, as I was trying to not say too much last week, mm-hmm. as a comic book fan, that film was like everything I could ever wish for from a movie. I like after talking about it with some people, it's like for me, my overall impression of it is still like it's it's a pretty good ending, honestly, for a lot of the the um characters that we've grown up with so i'm i'm happy about it i mean compared to other stuff that's going to be out there um i don't know i i i'm still like it's decent but i don't know if i would consider it the best 
Um, but that is again just me, and I have not invested a lot of money into uh, watching the MCU in its entirety. So um, there's that. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Mm. I and and I get people. I like I said, I I devote a lot of money. <laughs> one to get, like I'm not even that much of a Marvel reader. I, I have to mm. say. But I still, like, I still keep on track. Like, I keep on top of, like, you know, not all the uh, ongoing stuff that's happening, but like most of the big events. And I, I think I could, like, if if there was a super, well, I have gone to superhero trivia before, but I can like stand up to the best of them in my knowledge mm. of stuff, and. I know the vibe of the characters, and I, I was a big uh, defender of the Cap Hydra situation from last year or the year before. So, but yeah, I, I also get people being like, it was good, but not either not understanding stuff or... Like, a, a friend of mine like loves to read comic books, but she hasn't seen any of the movies really and she was like I haven't even seen Infinity War and I was like then do not even bother about Endgame <laughs> just wait watch the other stuff because you are not going to like she'll, she'll know the characters and she will mm. get all the and she would understand it but I'm like you're not going to have the same enjoyment and it's not going to have the same impact mm-hmm. as as everything yeah yeah mm. um also, also on Avengers from this week, there was the mm. stupidly looked into I Love You 3000 line. Oh, like, yes. That, I saw that. That, that over, <laughs> over-analyzing is one of the things I hate the most about the nerd uh, community. Uh-huh. Because it doesn't even make any sense to begin with. So... For those that don't know, people were saying I Love You 3000 comes from the MCU, including Far From Home. Far From Home, right? Yeah. Yeah, including Far From Home having a total runtime of 3,000 minutes. Now, for that to make sense, one, Far From Home has to go for 121 minutes. That hasn't even been announced yet. So, first, people were grasping at straws to do absolute to come up with absolutely nothing mm-hmm. and then and then the real meaning behind the line came out and it's a lot better than that it's what robert downey jr's kids say to him and he says to them that's just cool and cute and what's not to like about that a bit of like a personal parental touch to a movie and like that—that's the type of stuff I like in these larger film universes. Like a bit of personality. Hmm. Yeah. It—it it is. It is very interesting to see, especially I know with, um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe fans try to. Um, impart meaning on some things, especially like things like this, like the Alive, I Love You 3000. Um, and to see where that comes from, it's, yeah, it's, it's just sometimes 
they just need to take a step back and not um, read into it too much. I really could, wish I really wish they could, but you know. Yeah, you can like I've got no I've got no issues with people analyzing stuff or looking into stuff like Morgan's Morgan being like I like cheeseburgers mm-hmm. after like that's the first thing Tony has when he arrives back in America in Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Or his final lines being I am Iron Man, which are his final scenes of the first Iron Man movie. Mm-hmm. That's fine stuff. You can read into that as, as much as... Well, not even reading into it, but you can analyse that as much as you want. Mm-hmm. But don't grasp at bullshit straws that don't even exist. In other movie news, um, so between the last episode and um, today's episode, we got the trailer for... Was it? Is it the extended trailer for the Sonic film that came out? During this time, I d- yeah, it came out just after we recorded last week, Mm-mm. and boy, oh, oh I, boy, I haven't even watched the whole thing, mate. You don't even need to watch the whole thing to understand it. I hot just mess. <laughs> uh, first, there's Jim Carrey, who I just do not enjoy anymore, mm-hmm. and then you've got the fucking stupid eyes and the human teeth <laughs> and the legs. <laughs> And the legs and <gasps> the annoying attitude. Like, Sonic's always been an annoying little twat. Mm-hmm. But this Sonic is just so much worse. <laughs> oh, dear. And then we got the news that they would be um, Sega and... Is it Paramount? Yeah, Paramount. Yeah. Um, are going to do a major redesign. But obviously... Oh, no, yeah. no. It, it's it's Paramount. So, going along the lines of Star Trek, it's going to be a minor refit. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I just love calling everything minor refits because... Oh, Star Trek, you're hilarious. Oh, dear. What was but the yes, minor going refit to... on Star Trek, though? Hang on. Uh, so... Like, any time anything happens to any ship, they're like, oh, the ship had a minor refit. Yet, they'd be like, we've installed 120 extra guest quarters, and that's a minor refit. I'm like, no, that's a pretty big... Or, we've changed the warp drive. I'm like, to do that, you have to deconstruct the ship because the warp drive takes up, like, the entirety... Like, the... It goes from the bottom to the top of the Mm -hmm. secondary... Hull. Like, that is not possible to minor refit. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So, in Star Trek, anything, everything's called a minor refit. So, okay. the joke is okay. anything big happens, it's a minor refit. Uh-huh. So, yes, they're doing minor retouches to the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. And it's not going to change my mind. Mm-hmm. One, I'm, not, I'm already not a big fan of Sonic. Mm-hmm. I remember watching the, I believe it was called Sonic X in like the early to mid noughties was a cartoon that was like pretty cool and like kind of dark and gritty, but had cool animation in that. And I've played some Sonic games and I mean, it doesn't help that one of the Sonic games I played was Sonic 06, but yeah, just they don't quite do it for me. Mm -hmm. But at least Sonic 06 isn't the worst Sonic product to come out now. 
Oh dear. Fair enough. Especially uh, like when you compare that to when you compare this trailer to Detective Pikachu. Mm, Detective Pikachu is like a fucking blessing now. <laughs> which is uh Deadpool for children. But What's the rating for Detective Pikachu? It's got to be PG because there's going to sure? be violence. Are they you were advertised. Sure? It has to be at least PG. Hang on, let me like, take. Like it's got to be like because it can't be G because there's going to be violence. And oh, it no, can't no, be no. M. And it can't be M because you've got a child audience that's going to want to eat that stuff up. Hmm. So it's got to be PG. Okay, hang on. Is it the American rating system that it's got? Um. Yeah, while I have a look for the ratings, um, with the with the minor retouchings um, for Sonic, I was I was really hoping that they would at least delay the premiere, but after Apparently a week, it not. seems like they're not going to do that, and that's gonna suck balls. Um, I also saw a thing on the internet where people were like, support this film now. Like, think of all the mm. uh, animators that have to do all this extra work. I'm like, yeah, but I'm not I'm not, not supporting stuff because of the animators. The problem yeah. with Sonic 06 is not, is not the animators or the game designers or the mm-hmm. what story. It's just that they just don't work together. The animation looks fine. The story is probably fine. But when you add everything together and add in the Sonic IP, which has some... Like, it comes with a fan base and some connotations to it. It's not going to be... It's not going to be enjoyable. When Mm -hmm. you look at, like... All the terrible YA movies we had come out over the last, like, five to eight years. The reason they're bad is because the fans came in with pre-existing ideas of what would happen. I still hate the... I still hate Catching Fire because it doesn't carry through the one trope throughout the entire... Hunger Game series, particularly in that second book, which is bread. There is no bread. And I'm like, but that's how the plot of that book works. The plot works because they get married by toasting bread and then they drop the bread that helps the people understand where to go and when the revolution is going to start and where it's going to start. So, yeah, it's going to be bad. Not because of the animators. It's plus they're going to get paid. Like I'm not going to be. I'm not going to feel bad for someone getting paid. I mean, the thing is, people have brought up: is the crunch going to be um ethical? Like, yeah, and and that's the that's the real real grey area of this. Is like we understand that. The concept of the crunch time um, really impacts people's um, quality oh, was, of life. And there was that, that whole that thing that came well. out. There was that whole thing that came out about Red Dead Redemption Two, 
mm. where one of the head devs was like, "We." It came out they were doing like eighty hour. No, what was it? Because like, eighty, eighty or a hundred hour. Yeah, they were like doing weeks, really right? long weeks, and everyone was like, "Oh, you know, I feel sorry for it." But it was only like the the main twelve people that were doing it, and it was only for like two weeks, mm. and that was all voluntary, and they got paid. But also, as Funhouse talked about, like you kind of know when you're going into something, you know about crunch time. You know, as a game gets closer, mm-hmm. you're going to you may be working harder to make sure it gets published on time. And the same probably happens with the film industry. You know, you know when your special effects are due. So mm-hmm. when it comes closer to a dead, it's like when, when you're writing an essay, like you know when that essay is due and you're still going to be working on it. Even if you say you finished it, you know, two weeks in advance, you're still probably going to be, you're going to go, oh, you know, maybe I can fix this or I can fix that. And most of the time you get to an hour before it's due and you're like, oh, fuck, and you're crunching. Mm-hmm. So I think that I think the animators for Sonic, like, they know about crunch time. And especially with these types of movies, like, that trailer is probably all the special effects they had. They're probably still working on the special effects. So honestly it's probably not that much added work. Like, it's going to be a lot of added work, definitely, but it's not like they're having to redo an entire two-hour film. Mm-hmm. But at least the fans can come out and go, look at what you could just do and it'd be a thousand times better. Where you're like, just just put the eyes touching and make them big. And, <laughs> and, and fix those legs. And fix um... the legs and fix the teeth. And oh, the the human the human teeth was disturbing. Oh, the worst one is when they put the human teeth into his eyes. What? Yeah, what? I'll. Who photoshopped that? God, the internet. But because I I have weird tastes when it comes to stuff, I see a lot of mm-hmm. terrible teeth memes. <laughs> I don't even want to know. <sighs> okay, so Detective Pikachu is going to be PG in both the US and Australia. Okay. That'll be real interesting to see what happens. Anyway, um, are you going to watch Detective Pikachu? Um, I don't know. Probably. Like, I'll, I'll watch it eventually. <laughs> but not... Maybe not the premiere. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I don't know. Maybe I, I might I might use a freebie and go watch it next week. We'll see what happens. Yeah, freebie doesn't sound that bad. Mm. Fingers crossed, though. Um, but yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this... There's an article that I um, dropped in um, our link dump just a few minutes before we started about um, officially, canonically, Uno or Mattel, who created Uno, um, says that you're actually not allowed to stack draw two and draw fours, um, even though I'm sure a lot of people would would have had 
house rules saying that you can stack draw twos and draw fours. Um, I've done that before and I have seen the joy in my face when I was able to say, uh, draw 18, yeah, bitch. Um, <laughs> to, to real close friends of mine. Um, that's why we don't play Uno as much anymore, but yeah. Um, Nick, from what I've gathered, you love rules and therefore don't don't agree with the whole stackable um, oh i'm i'm cool if you have <laughs> rules that are set forward and are continually used mhm like there are games where like we'll play the game the first time and we're like oh this is terrible let's just do it this way and it either makes it quicker or makes it easier. And I'm like, cool, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But as long as everyone agrees on the rules, before, after, whatever. Like, yeah, as long as everyone agrees on the rules before the game is started or midway through the first playing it, you're like, cool, let's change this. I'm okay with that. But then you've got to stick to those rules. Mm-hmm. So, it's also why I don't play Uno, because everyone has different rules. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But, yeah. Um, Yeah, so you're actually... What what do they actually say? Hang on, I can't... I remember reading an article that was, like, all the um, misconceptions about the rules. But, yeah, the big one is that plus fours don't stack... And mm-hmm. should never stack. <laughs> also, oh, one of, one of the other big ones is that you can finish on a action it, card. You can? You can or finish is that... on an action card. Oh. A lot of people say you can't finish on an action card. Okay. Hmm. I can't remember what they said about wilds, though. I don't think you can finish on wild. And you can use a wild, like a normal wild, to call any colour, even if you have that colour in your hand. Uh Uh-huh. But I think fours you can't. Man, it's been so long since I've played, you know. um, Yeah. Mainly mainly because of this reason. Um, It's like Monopoly. You don't play those games with friends. Also, Monopoly never ends. No one... (laughs) Like, Monopoly is a game where you're putting down, like, 8 to 12 hours. No. I'm... But... My brother and I had a Monopoly game that lasted, like, an entire long weekend. What? But isn't the whole object of the game to buy out every other player? The object of the game was as a criticism for Monopolies. Yes, I know that. I know it's historical. Um, Applications is actually supposed to be a a critique on capitalism and... (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a parody that it takes so long to go nowhere. Sweet Jesus. Let's play poker instead. Poker's quicker and the rules are set out pretty straightforward. I should get into playing Mahjong, honestly. (laughs) I... I See, really need the, to. I the, really the, need to put. The Asians have mahjong. The Dutch have rummy cub. Like, 
Rummy Cub was a game where, like, my Oma taught me it when I was, like, five or six. Uh-huh. And... But then also, when I was, like, ten or twelve, my mum taught me Yuka. So... I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty... I'm a pretty decent shark when it comes to those two. Uh-huh. I can swindle ya. <laughs> Even even when we all meet up, we are, and and I'm sure the listeners will already know we have plans, potential plans. Um, we are either all going Korean barbecue, um, or we are all playing, I believe, Mario parties in there somewhere, um, and potentially. I don't think Mario. I don't think Mario Party is a good idea because Mario Party (laughs) is literally the game that ends friendships. (laughs) Well, it almost ended. It almost ended. Remember, Um, Bin, Bin, Olivia, and Brandon played it when Bin was in Adelaide. And let's never forget. Let's never forget the um, buffalo sauce on the blanket. That trip was doomed for (laughs) Benaya. That was also when Benaya threw out his wallet. His wallet in a bin. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was that was that that was an adventure to to n- like not even be directly a part of, just to see it unfold <laughs> through messenger was an oh, adventure in and of itself. Oh yeah, that too. Uh, yeah, that was <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear me. But yeah. And yeah. But anyway, we might be playing Mahjong, who knows? And, you know, obviously record podcasts in person. Um, yeah. So, this is going to be a real short episode anyway, guys, so don't worry. Um, I think we'll, I think we'll answer a question that we've yet to answer. Um... So, if you guys want to send us questions, feel free to do so. Um, send them to us on Twitter or, you know, slide into our DMs on Instagram um, and leave us those questions. Uh, Brandon's left us a question um, from the bulk of questions he left us a few weeks ago um, that also contained the unicorn mirror. Uh, so, the question I'll tonight on this episode is how do you think national museums should strike the balance between public access and commercial reuse of digital content i would say that given given my experience in you know um in research and whatnot and being having having gone through the process of um advocating for open access and that sort of stuff. I would say that uh, national museums, given their status as a national museum, should really be advocating for stuff like open access. Um, and, you know, the digitization of um, media and whatnot. So that's sort of where I stand in terms of um, how it can be applied and those sorts of things. I mean, you can run it very much the same as how journals are run. I mean, a lot of museums run journals anyway, Mm -hmm. where you just 
because you still financially need to have record keepers and have the space to keep records and mm-hmm. all that. So you definitely need to charge. Yeah. I guess it's more of a question of who do you charge to um, continue well, as an institution, as it were. Even even if you look at it very much how zoos work. Like, zoos were originally just rich people being like, look at all these stupid animals I have. And then it moved into conservation. Mm-hmm. Where museums also started as rich people being like, look at all this cool shit I have. Mm-hmm. But it now does need to move into the conservation of culture and history and all that, which I mean they already do. Where you you need to keep like kids go to the zoo to be like, look at all this cool animals still. Mm-hmm. So you need to run museums in such a way where because the consumers are are where you're going to get most of your money from. So I think it's about putting on a show for them. So having pretty pretty things where you can charge people and get a lot of your money to then subsidize the archival of the rest of stuff. I mean, government should also probably assist in the costs of archival. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, kind of one of the things that jumps out to me the most about, like, when I think about this is when I was in year 11 and we went to the Sydney Jewish Museum. And it, well, they had, like, a Holocaust survivor that spoke to us. And, I mean, for one, that was a life-changing experience. Mm-hmm. But, like, that was all you could see... Like, where this was hosted, it was hosted behind the scenes at the museum, so you could see all the archives they had of people's stories and, um, well, they're not artifacts, really, but, like, display items of, like, the shoes of people who had died due to the Holocaust, and, but you could see how that was all done, but then... After that was all, all after we had this talk and asked questions, all that we could then go through the museum, the museum freely, and then you mm-hmm. saw how pretty. Well, I mean, talking about the Sydney Jewish Museum, which mostly is a lot of Holocaust stuff there, calling it pretty is probably not the best choice of words, but how how they tell stories in a very visual way, or when or when I went to the Australian War Memorial, the same thing where they tell a story where you're captivated, but I I think you need to acknowledge that these places are like their their f- number one priority is not to is not the consumer. Their number one priority is archival and preserve and preserving and all that. So, yeah, I think governments need to step up a bit, but also they need to... Like, I would be fine if you just charged universities or whatever a small fee to kind of keep that 
thing going, but very tokenistic mm-hmm. in in how it was done. Yeah, potentially. I mean, I mean, it's it is a hard question. Yeah, but and yeah, and really like moving into a um this area of like digital conservation is takes a lot of money to transfer all. What's thing? It's yeah, well. it's, it's money to so, transfer, but it's a lot less mm. to. Maintain and to yeah to maintain and have access to, mm, but at mm. the same time, there's not like you still need the originals. Yeah, like like it, it would be a terrible world when everything is digital. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's a it's a toughie, um, and I guess more so when we start entering, um especially when it comes to artifacts of um, culture navigating that space where, you know, um, I can't remember what article I saw, pulled it off The Guardian or somewhere. Um, The returning of indigenous artifacts as well and the the arguments for and against the returning of um, remains to the indigenous peoples. It, it's oh, that I mean, is also that a plus. Plus, there's the forever ongoing debate between the British Museum mm-hmm. and Egypt. Oh yes, that oh, that that is the other big grey area. Is like, where do museums stand on returning artifacts that were? Stolen. <laughs> Effectively stolen or knowingly manipulated from the hands of indigenous peoples. Um, I mean, like, especially with Egypt, the correct answer, in my opinion, is mm-hmm. you help set up acceptable venues and archives in Egypt and yeah. then return stuff that way to mm-hmm. Egypt. But you're like... You have to be taking care of this stuff. You cannot let this stuff die. Yeah. Yeah. And but at the same time, like with, and I know this happened to be in Egypt and as and around the Middle East where there is unfortunate war going on, but there mm. is a lot of destruction of museums and holy sites and... um historic and sites of historical significance. Mm-hmm. So that's also, that's the thing where it's like, if I give it back to you, but then ISIL attack and it gets destroyed, yeah. mm-hmm. I don't know how, how we would like that. So yeah, it is a very gray area. Yeah. And it's something that I am sort of, again, it, it it is trying to acknowledge that you know we need to in some aspects do need to return these things but it's also obviously as you you know the a museum's um main mission is to preserve history to inform um us now so yeah it it's it's just so 
it's just a very delicate area to be working in. Um, yeah. I don't know. Something to, something to think about. Um, and I'm sure we're more than happy to help continue that conversation on um, uh, yeah. social. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, it also worries me when I see, like, kids nowadays where their attention spans are so... Um, shortened isn't the right word, but when they're so distractible is really, is really mm-hmm. it. Where, like, I think about all the powerful experiences I've had at the Australian War Memorial and the Sydney Jewish Museum, where you just kind of have to stop, take a step back and kind of analyze what you're going through or when... When I go to science works in Melbourne or whatever, and as a STEM boy, understanding how stuff works or why concepts matter, and and then I see, like, I worry that stuff like that could die. Where, and like, I, I'm very, I'm very honoured to be probably the last generation who can actually interact with a Holocaust survivor and interact with World War Two survivors and probably not World War One. They're mostly they're mostly all gone. Yeah. There are a few very like very young nurses left, I believe, that are like pretty fucking old. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and like I said, being the last generation who talked to Holocaust survivors, then it's important to archive their experiences Mm. because that's important. I mean, also it'd be good to, you know, send send some of those experiences to the neo-Nazis, let them be like, oh, yeah. you want to go back here? Because this is what could happen if you want to go back there. Mm. Yeah, I sort of take the position of um, we really, you know, there there is a place to continue to preserve stories because we need to learn from them and make sure we don't fuck it up the next time. Um, unfortunately it is quite sad to see that history loves to repeat itself. Oh, also and... when we're killing ourselves. Yeah, that's true. Like I was trying to, before we started recording, I was trying to find some science stories and a lot of them were just like, we are fucked. The earth is in an unrepairable state. Uh, we can, we cannot change the, the, uh, damage we've already done to the earth due to climate change. And I'm like, well, aren't we a great, race aren't, aren't we a great animal we 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 just kill our planet because you know what we like it also i acknowledge that it's not us killing it it's the rich people who really like oil that are killing it mainly mm, mm, mm. dear classic let's just ban straws because that's the big problem oh my god you know, let, let's also forget that people who require um, 
bendy straws actually need them because they have different accessibility requirements. But, you know. Oh, I loved, I brought that up to someone and they were like, they should just have their own straws. I'm like, well, one, that is unhygienic. Mm-hmm. Also, you've got to remember to carry the straws. Also, it's not that hard to just have straws. And paper straws <sighs> suck. Yeah, they do. And, I mean, it's the same going on, seeing... This is a classic touch point of this podcast, and seeing we mm-hmm. have an election in about two weeks, is this idea of Labor trying to tax big business and liberals being like, they're going to take money from elsewhere and blah, blah, blah. And oh, God. my mother was, I was talking to my mother about it, and she was playing devil's advocate in, if you tax these people, their business is going to go away. I'm like, uh-huh. yeah, but also you could pay for a lot of things if you just tax them. And if they don't want to be here, they can fuck off. Like, because mm-hmm. they're still going to have to pay the taxes to sell the iPhones in Australia or to sell Samsungs in Australia. There's taxes still have to be paid. So really it's the consumer, you know, and then people say, oh, you know, it'll be transferred onto the consumer. But at the same time, if they want a cheap phone, just get a cheap Chinese phone. Yeah. You know. So I get I get where they're coming from, but also just stop paying like point five percent of ta- of the tax you deserve that you are that you need to pay. Yeah, just like thank you. That could be all the healthcare. And that can be so many subsidies for healthcare, um, and education, and yes, you know, everything. Let's, let's- you know, also provision of mental health in a lot of disadvantaged communities. Um, oh, yeah, there, there's one ad going on at the moment about, you know, Aboriginal children are five times more likely to die than white kids. I'm like, yeah, that's sad, but also it's because they're in rural communities and rural communities have lesser access to health and... Mm-hmm. There is also a ongoing uh, stigma that that is attached to it, where there's mm-hmm. a lot of drug abuse and uh, communities that don't support mental health. And like this isn't a this isn't an issue that can be boiled down to Indigenous kids are five times more likely to die than white kids. There is a bigger mm. problem here, but there it's is also, a lot of systemic stuff. Going it's also. On. An election and catchphrases are what sell. Like, like I said yeah. in chat this evening, like I'm worried with the liberal ads because they are mm. really good at slandering Labor and that could get mm-hmm. the... And I really don't want another four years, three, four years of a liberal government. God. Well, I've already voted anyway, so there's no point. <laughs> yeah, I should probably... <laughs> Pre-vote, because either I'm going to play D&D that day, or I'm going mm-hmm. to uh, go to my brother's housemate's engagement party. Oh. Yeah, I'm I'm just like, and I've talked with a few people as well, I was like, a lot of us, a lot of the younger generation have started voting a lot earlier. Um, we've, you know, it, it's just... Yeah, they were, talking, us- they were talking about why, like, yeah, in the first week they've had, they had more, in the first day they had more 
uh, pre-voting than they had for like the entirety of the last election or there was mm. some crazy statistic like that. And they were like, why? Yeah. And a lot of people were just like, one, people already have, or people have already made the decision. Yeah. And two, they want their weekends themselves or yeah. like there's a lot of factors, mm. but mainly it's like people... People have already, already made their mind People up. have already made up their mind and, I mean, it doesn't matter. Just at least we let everyone vote, unlike other yeah. countries. Yeah, that, that is and we have true. And we have our elections on on the weekend, not on Thursdays. Or Mondays. Or any or day. Or Tuesdays. Or any weekday. <laughs> God. Oh, I saw that oh. with the recent um, UK local elections. Oof. That... A weekday, and then the fucking statistics that came out of it that was like a thousand seats were lost from the Tories. Mm. Where it's like, I mean, there's like, there's thousands of seats because this is local elections. Yeah. So it's all the tiny town boards and whatever. Mm -hmm. But yeah, a, a big swing to the minor parties. Well, because the UK don't have... They have first-past-the-post voting, so yeah. you have a lot of minor parties yeah. where a lot of people... And Brexit's done this, where a lot of people are voting mm. for the parties that are like, let's just not do Brexit and let's just decide to do it right now. Let's not mm-hmm. fuck around with it any longer. Mm-hmm. And there was the whole anti-Semitism that was happening in the UK Labour Party that I tried mm-hmm. to I tried to research... But it seemed to be like a thing of five years of small remarks. I'm like, I don't have time to read through five uh, years of small remarks. God. But, yeah, it, it sounded very much the same as how all these tweets have come out about Australian politicians where they've been like, anti-Semitic, anti-Islamic, anti-homophobic, oh, rape jokes. <laughs> Oof. This... This election period has been wild, to say the least, to say the very least. It, it's felt as short as it is, and so long. <laughs> dear, dear me. Um, but yeah. <sighs> we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens on the 18th. Um, we should start wrapping up, I think, um, with recommendations. So, recommendations are something that we're introducing this season in the outros where we just recommend, you know, maybe one thing, um, TV, show, movie, um, an artist, someone that you follow on YouTube, um, um, have a listen to our previous episodes from this season to, uh, yeah, find our recommendations. I'll go first this week. You can find me basically everywhere as a Bank Pinoy. Um, and this week I am going to recommend a film that is currently, as of today, um, available on Netflix. It's called Other People. Um, I will, I'll probably say the blurb that's here. So after a bad breakup, a struggling New York comedy writer tries to don a brave face and care for his dying mother in Sacramento. So prepare to cry quite a lot but it it is also um a dramedy so just be prepared for that um it's really good um 
and is one of the things I have recommended to other people in the past. So you guys are going to get it from me as my recommendation this week. Nick, where can people find you and recommendation? People can find me at Nick Lankroon, N-I-C-K-L-A-N-D-K-R-O-O-N on Instagram and Twitter. Twitter is where I'm most active, to be honest. And yeah, I tweet random things. My recommendation for this week, I don't believe I recommended this yet, but seeing I talked about Star Trek, it is going to be The Orville. It is a comedic Star Trek created by Seth MacFarlane of Family Guy American Dad fame. So mm. it is, but it it is not as lowbrow as though. I mean, it's it's very lowbrow, but it's also like all the funny parts of Star Trek. If they were just, if that was just the episode. So there's like one episode about a character that creates a sex program for the Hollow Deck, but it also touches on big issues like uh, same sex relationships and transgender and racism and all the usual Star Trek, like the usual Star Trek, let's touch on the happening issues of the day. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the Orville. So the, I'm pretty, I have a feeling you mentioned the Orville on the, I've probably mentioned it before this? because it, yeah. like it has a lot of, like, I, I'm enjoying it a lot more than I am Discovery. Discovery's mm-hmm. a hot fire at, at the moment. <laughs> oh, boy. But, yeah. Um, also, for those of you who may not have realised, we released a very special um, Avengers Endgame spoiler cast on Spoilers for Day. So, it didn't appear here because we want... Um, we've effectively spun off spoilers for days as a separate series so um you can go find that special episode that dropped last week basically everywhere um on itunes spotify um search spoilers for days and you should be able to find the cover art um and it's also published through great mates so there's that um, if you liked this week's episode, definitely give us a rating and review on iTunes, leave us five stars and tell us what you would do if you're, um, what are your thoughts on, um, the balance between conservation and provision of, um, digital media in terms of national museums and, um, those sorts of things. Yeah. Um, find us also basically everywhere you listen to our podcast iTunes, Spotify, Google Play Music, TuneIn, uh, Stitcher. Uh, if you want to have our podcast on a different platform that you probably listen to other podcasts on, let us know. And if we're not already on there, we'll do our best to get us on there. Um, find us on Twitter and Instagram as Greatmates Podcast, G-R-H-M-H-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. And don't forget, we will be doing more episodes on Spoilers for Days coming soon, later this year. Um, when we get the rest of Greatmates on, especially for things like, um, bonding, um, Good Place Season 4, which is definitely coming out the end of this year. Um, Kim's Convenience, Seasons 1, 2, and 3. Send us questions. And um, 
I don't know. What else is there? There's plenty of other stuff that'll be coming out um, on that channel and potentially on Let's Get Deeper. But uh, for this one, as we've mentioned previously, our 100th episode and our second year anniversary episodes are coming up very soon. So we might have something planned. I can't tell you anything more than that. I literally cannot tell you anything more than that. But we might have something planned for that. So keep your ears peeled and we'll see you guys on another episode. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.